0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And now, it's time for Sorallo Sports Talk with Joe Sorallo. everybody it is time for episode 89 of sorallo sports talk we are not on your national airwaves this week because of thanksgiving and the holiday just the podcast but i've got a special guest we've got a lot to get to my man former all pro linebacker for the seattle seahawks former usc trojan legend lofa tatupu lofa what's up baby
1: yo we see how we doing my brother
0: doing great man doing great i love it you tossed up the fight on right there I'm going to be at my first USC game this weekend, man. I cannot wait to get to all that USC Notre Dame with you.
1: It's just instinct, man. I did one with uh, my brother, Lindale White, and the host introduced us. And when she said fight on, we both threw up the deuces, man. The V for victory. But um, yeah, so... Uh, love it! I went to SC game earlier this year. You're going to have a blast. Um, yeah, especially this you know storied rivalry. Um, I loved it. We always finish with you know those those back to back big games. So it's it's uh, it's going to be awesome. We took care of uh, the crosstown rival. Now we got to go take care of ND.
0: Yeah, it was a hell of a game. I think this one's going to live up to the billing too. We're going to get to that, man. We're going to get to the Seahawks. You had that incredible Germany trip less than a couple of weeks ago. I can't wait to hear all about it. But first, Lopa. We've got to talk about the holiday tomorrow. Thanksgiving Day is tomorrow. And I know that you know our guy at Believe, Cam Rogers, host of Lock It In with Cam Rogers. uh, He's pretty famous for his lists. You know, uh, his top 10 fall things, top 10 this, top 10 that. And he came out with his top 10 Thanksgiving foods. And number one, he had stuffing. I think that's a great call. After that, the list was an absolute abomination. It sucked. What what do you got? I want I want your reaction to this list. Number two, he put dark meat.
1: I I kind I kind of agree with.
0: with I, that. I mean, dark meat's better than white meat, but I'm a sides guy, so to have ah, that oh, so high. Okay.
1: Yeah, in the rankings, I hear you. Okay. Yeah. So
0: yes. so let's see, rounding out the top ten. At number three, he put roasted root vegetables. But that nah, was oddly nah. specific and and just wrong. <laughs>
1: it is, and I don't <laughs> even know what the hell it is. But no, get it out of
0: here. Number four, mashed potatoes not a big mashed potato guy me either and I'm, I'm in the minority with that one i give me sweet potatoes over mashed oh, potatoes yes anyway.
1: absolutely yeah there we go Josie. now you're talking my language
0: by the way no sweet potatoes on this list um my god number five green beans <laughs> gross <laughs> Thank you. The,
1: get that shit out of here
0: <laughs> number six this is my favorite salad he put salad number just, six just salad just, just stock salad. regular salad <laughs>
1: I mean, no dressing. What do
0: I mean, I don't know what the hell's in this salad. I mean, what? Not like potato salad. Just just salad. Just salad. Number six. Just just lettuce. Head of iceberg
1: lettuce. Some tomato. Ugh. Yeah. I'm never going to his house
0: for Thanksgiving. Never never celebrating a holiday of any sorts with Cam Rogers. Uh, number seven, mac and cheese. I don't mind that. that that's low, isn't that a little? I would low? have had
1: that a little higher. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number eight. Finally got some dessert on the table. Pumpkin pie coming in at number
1: eight. Not a pumpkin pie guy. I mean, yeah. apple pie, um, you know, maybe even some key lime. I don't know. A little coconut uh, custard action? Coconut, cu- yes. Uh, not pumpkin. No, gross. Uh,
0: number nine, he doubled up on the meat, went ham. I don't mind ham. I'm not, I, I like not a good ham. It's more of a Christmas thing for me in my Yeah, family.
1: yeah. It, you know, nah. Okay, we can, we can skip that one too, I guess.
0: And then number 10, he went rolls. Ro-
1: yeah well it depends on what roles you're having
0: i mean give but. me like a hawaiian sweet roll and yeah. we're talking
1: now yeah now we're talking so I, yeah you know it the list is very confusing um <laughs> for my man cam there but uh i'll go one that you know, actually you you might have had this i don't know if any of your guests every like thanksgiving and christmas my wife she's italian so she makes a stromboli
0: and, mm. oh
1: my god we have
0: a christmas stromboli at the table always insane so she's i'm looking forward mm. to that tomorrow she's gonna make that amazing i i did not know your wife was italian you know i'm 100 so what are. we do every the three big holidays thanksgiving christmas easter we mm-hmm. do a meat and then we do a pasta oh. so thanksgiving Perfect. we've got the Perfect. turkey and we've got the manicotti.
1: yeah and then they'll they'll make a homemade pizza too with Ooh. like yeah, yeah it's it like comes out like like uh deep dish but it's um i mean it's so delicious and soft and like kind of goes in with that, those rolls like i would replace the rolls with that
0: yeah just like hot doughy anything that's like hot oh. doughy carbs Bro, right?
1: and then you put it in the fridge and like the next day it's even better cold it's insane
0: oh yeah, so, B- yeah. by the way all thanksgiving food is better on black friday than on thanksgiving true I just think leftovers, like, I look more forward to my Friday lunch than I do th- Thanksgiving dinner.
1: So in Massachusetts, um, they used to always make this, it's the the, the deli that we used to go to down the street, they used to make, it's called a Joe's Thanksgiving. Um, and it was, you know, the turkey, mayonnaise, stuffing, uh, cranberry sauce, and um, something else. But all in one little sandwich sandwich or sub, it was it's insane,
0: that sounds awesome, yeah, and, and it's named appropriately for something that's awesome, yep, I love it, I love it, yeah, I, I don't know, man, when I look at this list, just numbers three to six, I mean the roasted root veggies, the mashed potatoes, the green beans, the salad it's it's atrocious, frankly, and no sort of sweet potato casserole, I mean that's like my favorite side dish, like you give man. me sweet potatoes, whether it's the toasted marshmallows on top, like grandma style or with like some candied pecans in there, like that's what I look forward to the most. Do you have some type of sweet potato going on?
1: I mean, the only thing I could say is Cam's list, I mean, he must be doing the cooking, if he, <laughs> because he is, he's very, I'm not going to call him skinny, he's shredded, and uh, it doesn't, <laughs> I don't think you could put any weight on with that list, is, is all I'm saying.
0: I, I just envision Cam, you know, I mean, look, I, I love Cam, his name is Cam Rogers, right, he's just like, He's a white dude from the Northeast, not a lot of flair. I mean, I'm a white dude from the Northeast, but at least I'm Italian. So, you know, I'm bringing like that spicy sauce. Ton, ton right? of
1: flair, ton of flair with you. Yeah. Look at that, look at that hair. <laughs>
0: hey, I got it done this morning for you, baby. Nice. I mean, you know, Cam just, he, he doesn't have a whole lot of flair. I just envision like some boiled Brussels sprouts on his table. Like I like Brussels sprouts with bacon, but little maple
1: syrup and a little drizzle. There we go. Now
0: spice it up. That's the flair. That's the flair that we need. That we bring. Yeah. To the Believe Podcast Network. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Love the plug there. Shameless plugs. I'm all for it. (laughs) Thanksgiving. I can't wait, man. I hope that you have a great one with your family. Uh, Let's dive into some football. The headline story today. uh, Shout out to the New York Jets. Robert Salah making a really, really tough decision. But I I respect it. it. He did it. He did it. Zach Wilson benched. Whoa. Mike White. Magic Mike gonna be the starting quarterback <laughs> this week.
1: oh man that's that is a bold move and and you went straight past the veteran Fl- uh flacco
0: right right who, who did start for the jets the jets are what six and four wilson is five and two so that would mean flacco's and one and two in yeah. his three starts yeah um mike white came out last year and he beat the cincinnati bengals
1: yeah i mean he he, he balled that game too um yeah, I man, that is that is a bold move. Um, you know, I know I played for Salah. You know, love the guy, and I mean, I think it's necessary with you know what we've seen. But then also just you know the, the quarterback position. You know, you you got to take ownership, and you, you know you got to. It, it's tough, man. It's it's one of the toughest jobs in the world. But you have to take. You know, you have to give praise for the wins, and you have to accept responsibility for the losses that's the the burden that that position carries and so when when you don't do that things like this happen man and I think you know just even the post-game presser where you know they were like do you feel like you let them down you know you have to you have to feel like with with that I think what was it like not even a yard of offense in the second half and two yards in the entire half that's insane and I mean it it doesn't all fall on the quarterback absolutely not right you know you still got a run game and everything else but to not you know say hey you know this one's on me you know even though you know it's not entirely on you you just got to step up and take ownership of that and I think you know just in terms of leadership I think he'll learn from this and, and be better for it but um but it's a move that I think was necessary
0: is it too late for him to learn from this do you think he's already lost that locker room
1: no, no, I think he's too young, um, you know, and I don't know the relationship that, you know, I'm, I'm an outsider looking in, but, I, you know, we, we always give, give grace to, you know, all of our brothers that are out there, you know, trying to win. And so I don't believe he's lost the locker room, but um, I believe if Salah didn't do this or, if or, if you know, if Zach didn't come out and throw for 300 and some touchdowns the next game, then there's potential for, you know, losing the locker room, but I don't, I don't think he's lost it yet. He's only what second year, um, yeah. and yeah, and he's missed a lot of time with injury, so uh, he'll be all right. I, I think he'll he'll learn from this.
0: You know, I thought it was interesting, and I mean, I don't know when you were playing, how many of you guys were on Twitter. Obviously, it was around. I don't know how you know how how used it was among NFL players. Yeah. Um, numerous Jets have actually liked tweets that were bashing Wilson no. after the game and after the press conference. So how much do you read into that? John Franklin Myers was was the only one I think to address it. And he was like, oh man, I'll be scrolling on Twitter. I don't even know what I hit like on. To me, it's kind of BS. Like, you know, in my opinion, at least I know what I'm pressing like on when I'm on Twitter.
1: Yeah, so. I hear you. But maybe it is like one of those things, just like, you know, on the gram, you're just going, you know, it's all your friends. So you like it, like it, like it, you don't even really pay attention. It's just muscle memory of hitting the like button <laughs> all right
0: that, that's fair so it's good to know when you like all my well, posts that you're, you don't actually like them you're just it's muscle memory when you're liking my shit all right yeah, it's good to know
1: yeah it's just hey oh that's Joe C. great yeah, hair there you go
0: josie's got his shirt off again let me double I tap i
1: thought it was about your hair the post <laughs> but but no you know if they if they you know retweet it or comment okay yeah. now you don't have to read into shit like they're telling you what's on their mind so if if you see that then yeah okay that's something that needs to be addressed, you know, but
0: fair enough, fair enough, like,
1: you know, when I was playing, you know, we didn't have these things, you know, and, and so in, there was just a code, you got you keep it in the locker room, man. Um, you know, things go on, we're all human and, you know, we have, you know, disagreements and stuff, but that's part of being in the brotherhood that, you know, you, you talk it out and, and figure it out in the locker room. You don't let it, you know, leak over into, you know, uh, social media and stuff like that.
0: And thank God when you were coaching that, twitter wasn't you know as prominent among active players because russell wilson we would have known how fake he was i mean years ago if that was around when you were coaching oh man everybody loves to get on russ man leave Russ alone man did did he did he ever say let's ride seahawks nation when you guys were in practice did he ever pull that no it was always the go hawks which
1: which we all use we all still use
0: was he was he doing high knees on the team plane uh, we didn't
1: have any any uh trips to Europe back then. I I was I was wasn't on the staff when they went to London. So I don't know how he prepared for that. But I mean, I think he's I think he's undefeated internationally, though.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, he, he went up against the Jacksonville Jaguars, but you know, a win's <laughs> a win in this league. A win's a win in this league. No. Hey, while we're talking about Europe, we're talking about the Seattle Seahawks. Were you doing high knees on your flight to Germany a couple of weeks ago?
1: No, man. I, I was I was punching the monitor because it wasn't working <laughs> uh, on the on the trip over. So as I sit down for a twelve hour flight, the ladies like comes over and she's just hitting the monitor. And I was like, "Yeah, it's not working." She's like, "Yeah, we've had problems. Like, 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 like we or just this one?" She's like, "Just this one didn't work last." I was like, "Perfect. Uh, twelve hours. This is gonna be fun." Um, oh god! So and then it kicked in. It was weird when we got over like towards Boston. You know, or we were going over the pond like it kicked in I was like yes I got entertainment and then when I was coming back same thing I didn't have any tv until I got to the states <laughs> and so it was a brutal six or seven hours uh on, on each flight but uh you know the the trip though oh my god Josie I had you know six or seven of my teammates you know big play Babs is there Locklear um uh, take 12 podcast, me and brett uh, and katie they have the on the believe podcast network we we put a trip together with a, a package with a bunch of parties for fans the hawks you know help support it too we rocked a couple uh pubs did a live show up there uh the love that was shown from you know all the the, the fans the 12s that traveled but then germany too they love football it was cool to see every every organization there was a jersey from like uh, walking around it was insane and you know I guess and then Matt McCoy, David Hawthorne, Leroy Hill we all just got to sit there and talk football for five days and it wasn't the game we wanted but I was still proud of the way the Hawks finished the second half and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see the Buccaneers again down the road.
0: Very possible very possible man. So I, I got to ask because the trip just sounded amazing. I mean, you know, you're you're rekindling that relationship. I, I know, you know, you see some of these guys obviously more regularly than others. I know you and Babs are super tight still, um, but you get out there and you're with your former teammates and you're just talking ball, living, breathing ball for a week. How was the beer in Germany, man? I mean, was it the best beer of your life? I know Seattle's got great beer.
1: It was so smooth. Um, and I don't know if it was just because it was a trip and we had our minds set for party mode, but I'm telling you, like... So I, I ended up on Good Morning Football. That was that was fun. Amazing. So, yeah, like I hadn't slept for 30 hours. I don't remember the interview. They said I did well, but I don't remember. <laughs> and then we get to the hotel and my buddy, Matt McCoy, who's, he was there two days earlier. He's in the lobby just drinking beers at 10 a.m. And, you know, we were trying to check in. They're like, your room's not ready till three. And I was like, well, I got to be at an uh, interview at three. And they're like, don't know what to tell you. So we just pulled up in the lobby me, Hawthorne, Leroy, Matt, and it's just like, we didn't miss a beat, and all, you know, we haven't played together in 10 or 11 years, and just the stories that come flooding back, and the memories, you know, of good and not so good times, <laughs> but, um, you know, going over that, and then I, I probably, we probably had 10 beers each, you know, right there, and like, it was weird, like, the beer was so refreshing, and it was, and they like to, they like to put a little foam on their beer, did you know mm-hmm. that. No. So, yeah. So we were like, yo, this is a horrible pour. Take it back. And they're like, no, that's the German style. And and so, you know, you're drinking it like a little kid drinks like hot cocoa and whipped cream. All you over got it room. all over your mouth everywhere. It's just like, this is embarrassing. I got to be on TV in a couple of minutes.
0: So get to know. So you're, you're, what you're telling me is Germans like a little head. That's that's what you're telling
1: yeah, me. That That's what it was. Yeah. And because, and, and then they got these, Oh, the craziest thing. So they got these little ladies running around. And I mean, they were running around the pub, but they were carrying four of these steins in each hand. So, I mean, each one's a liter full of beer and the glass is heavy as shit. And then there's a liter of beer in there and they're just like dropping them. And I mean, as soon as your cup's empty, there's a fresh one. I was just like, oh my God, I'm going to (laughs) die.
0: That's impressive, man. That sounds like a hell of a trip. My FOMO is through the roof right now, man. I am. i'm I'm wishing i was there
1: i've never been to europe and i'm not a big traveler but Mm. it got the travel bug going i want to go see more and and do more it's and then just the experience like everybody how much they love football over there because Munich's a pretty small town you know in germany compared to the other cities and so um but it was you know everything it was epic man um and hopefully we're you know we're gonna put on more trips with the take 12 podcast so we'll bring you to one next time
0: Absolutely, man. I'm there. Count me in. I got to say, it really is crazy. Drinking in Europe is so different than drinking here. I mean, you mentioned having like 10 beers like it's nothing, right? Like the only place I've ever been in Europe is Italy. I studied there for a little bit in college. And drinking wine there. I mean, here, it's like you have two glasses of red. It's heavy. You're, you know, getting tired. And there, you could just drink wine all day. It's definitely, it's different drinking there.
1: Yeah. And then even like um, the schnitzel, which is fried pork. And I didn't even know I was eating fried pork until they told me I had like four of them. And normally when I have pork, I get the gout, you know, and so (laughs) my foot gets all fat and and, and sore and uh, I didn't get the gout. I was like, this is amazing. So
0: that's why they live forever over there, man. I'm telling you, it's just it's different living.
1: The the other thing, um, you know, people are pretty, pretty tall over there. Well, I'm not tall, so they were taller than me, but the fucking tables were so low. And like my knees were, I was like, if my knees are hitting this table, I can't imagine how you guys are sitting in here and like Locklear had to like kick his leg out to the side, (laughs) he's like six, five. And then the bathroom in the hotel, I almost fell out of it. Not because I was drunk, but it's so high up. Like you literally have to do a high knee to get in. And then you have to like brace yourself for a fall
0: getting out. I don't know how they do it. I can't imagine taking one of those showers like at the end of a night of drinking. That sounds like a recipe for disaster. Yeah, it's very risky. Jeez, that, that sounds amazing though. I, I definitely count me in the next time Take Twelve takes a trip because watching all your videos, you know, unlike you, I don't just scroll through and just mindlessly double tap. I was actually watching your content in Germany, and uh, and it looked incredible, man. It looked like a uh, great time.
1: All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna start commenting and,
0: and <laughs> reposting for you. <laughs> amazing amazing hey the only time i expect a repost is when i'm wearing my zoning gear so oh, by the ooh. way speaking of that and you know we love shameless plugs on this show mm-hmm. how are things going with zoning
1: good man changing lives daily um i've been using cbd for seven years now and i feel better than when i was making the pro Bowl. and so excited to see you know all athletes advocate on behalf of not just cannabis but also hemp which is the lower to no THC version of it and all the beneficial uh properties that the plant has to provide for us, you know, and um it's it's brought me to my best life, man.
0: Yeah. And and I gotta say, you know, as someone who's personally obviously you're a good friend and I'll always plug your product, but as someone who's personally used it, I mean the capsules help helped me get some of the best sleep of my life, you know, earlier on in COVID when Yep. I was stressed out daily and wasn't really sleeping. Well, the capsules made a big difference. Uh, the drops helped me really lock in for some workouts and that roll on that you guys have. I've never used it. I gave it to my dad. He, oh. did, he didn't even let me use it. He he saw it when I opened up the care package you sent and he just like snatched it from me and he swears by it. He thinks it's one of the best products he's ever used.
1: Yeah, man, we only have four products and the only other one, I don't know if you I have to get you some, but it's a pre-workout. And so it's Ooh. just, it's the best one. Yeah. With the B12 complex in there for, for mood and everything. And, uh, but just it's uh it's the best one I've taken. And it took me like six months with the developer to, to find a formulation that we really, you know, loved. And it, it's the first one that it doesn't give you the jitters and you don't have like that super fall off crash, you know, four hours later, like you just, you feel zoned in, man. So Um, yeah. So check that out. Zone Um, it'll change your life.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I definitely have to try that. I've never used pre-workout in my life because, because I don't want, I've heard about the jitters.
1: Well, if you don't, yeah. I mean, if, if you do fine with coffee, then just stick with coffee or whatever, you know, caffeine, you know, you do take, but, um, there's only, it's only like 200 milligrams of caffeine in this. So it's like a cup and a half of coffee. So it's not crazy. Um, but it it just uh yeah, at first when I used it, I was just like, oh, I don't really feel anything. And then I was like, Well, good, I don't want to feel anything, like I just want to be ready and in, in the moment for my workout, and that's what it did. So uh yeah, check it out, man. Yeah, I think you'll like it.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I definitely will try because that's what I do. I just have a cup of black coffee, 150 yeah. milligrams of caffeine, so pretty yep. much the same amount, and that's uh that's the routine. Man, before we uh before I let you go, before we wrap it up, this weekend, I cannot wait. I have never been to an FBS college football game grew up on Long Island closest team only team I've ever seen is Stony Brook and that's the FCS Wow. Uh, by the way you used to play against Stony Brook right when you were at Maine
1: we we did they they played them I not when I was there I was there for one year we didn't we didn't match up with them
0: gotcha gotcha but both both teams in the colonial so that's the only college football I've ever seen in person I will be on the sideline this Saturday, USC Notre Dame. I can't wait. Before we dive into the game and the matchup and Caleb Williams, who's got to be the Heisman winner this year, what should I expect? Being on the sideline, first time to the Coliseum, college football's oldest, greatest intersectional rivalry. Set the scene for me, man.
1: I mean, I think you just did. You just took everything (laughs) I was going to say. You know, uh, when I was there earlier this year, you know, it it reminded me a lot of like Pete's first two years where all of a sudden you know there's hype and we're, we're ranked high and like you know now you start to see the coliseum you know fill which is one of the greatest venues you know you could ever hope to watch a, a sporting event at and you know just watching you know seeing when i was there earlier this year it was like probably sixty thousand, you know and you know for me it broke my heart because i'd never seen that thing not filled other than my my sophomore year uh when we were going to uh we were going to the Orange Bowl with Carson and Troy and all them. We started to get the hype and everything was building. And so from then on out, it was 26 straight games of sold out. Um, you know, over that streak of I think 34 straight wins, and uh, so it was insane. And like, it's just one of the best places you'll ever watch a game. But then this rivalry in particular, which has so much, you know, implications on on what happens, you know, in the next coming weeks. As long as we run the table. I think we get a chance, you know, a seat at the table for the, the playoff. And so um, and I know Notre Dame wants this uh, just as bad as, you know, SC does. And and they, they're I hope we're not looking ahead to the to the pack championship. You know, that's the only thing that has me nervous is because the way I haven't watched a ton of Notre Dame, but I did see the thrashing of Clemson and you know clemson's a really well-balanced team and so if they could do that to them they could match up with anybody and so it's uh it's a matchup i hope we are not taking lightly because we just beat the bruins in the crosstown rivalry which is huge but you know we gotta we gotta line up and do it again and i think you're in for a treat my man i uh, tag me on the posts and the and the uh all the videos and the stories because it's (laughs) gonna be epic man it's gonna be all time
0: Absolutely. You know, both of these schools, I mean, obviously storied programs, but both of them first-year head coaches looking to be culture changers, looking to really just take the programs in different directions than they've been in in the past few years. And when you look at Notre Dame, obviously Marcus Freeman, first couple of games did not go well. Played Ohio State, really tough opening week. You can excuse that loss, but then lost to Marshall. Lost Ooh. to Stanford. Ooh. Notre Dame's a weird team, though, man. They play up to their competition yes. as well as playing down to their competition. And uh when you look at their strengths, defense, special teams, those are two weaknesses of this year's USC team that's been bailed out a lot by the best offense in the country. Yeah. I
1: it's uh um, yeah, like I said, I don't have to say it again. I'm nervous. I, <laughs> <laughs> I uh it's, it's going to be an epic matchup and uh, yeah, Freeman's done an amazing job, you know, as a first year head coach, uh, Rocky out the gates, but it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And I mean, nothing would make, nothing makes your season more like you could, you could lose every other game, right? But if you beat UCL Notre Dame, it's a great season. And yeah. so, um, you know, we got to finish this one strong. And, and yeah, I think not having die. This, you know, he he was a workhorse, man. I mean, he's just a tough, tough player and not having him to lean on, you know, when things aren't going smooth through the air has been has been tough for us uh, as of late.
0: Yeah, man, it stinks. You know, Caleb Williams, and this is where I want to end things here talking about him. He right now, to me, is, is the clear favorite for the Heisman Trophy but Travis Dye, he was like the heart and soul of this offense. I mean, you know, experienced guy, great leader, great locker room presence. And Oh, by the way, a hell of a runner too. Yeah. How much does that loss hurt them?
1: Oh man. Like, you know, like Oregon state game, you know, um, yeah. we were, we couldn't get anything going on offense. we just started handing them the ball, six yards, 12 yards, 20 yards. It was just like, man, you know, like just keep feeding them. And, um, you know, he, not the biggest guy you know not the fastest but always making plays and um you know he was fun to watch hope hope he recovers well with that injury but um but yeah that's that's the thing that's you know most concerning especially you know just the experience you know um him being a senior and everything and uh being able to lean on you know his experience as a player you know in the pack and, and in big games because he's playing a lot of big games that that hurts you know so Hopefully he's on the sidelines helping those guys, the young guys out and getting them going. But um, yeah, like you said, the the heart and soul, you know, even though Caleb is the rock star, uh, but my man, you know, he he did a lot of great things for us and uh, hoping, hoping he recovers well.
0: So with that said, Caleb, he is the rock star. Lofa, before I let you go, is he the Heisman winner? Drake May just struggled immensely last week. UNC lost to Georgia tech. CJ Strouds put up some mediocre numbers. Hendon Hooker, unfortunately terrible injury. Guy. Does guy that mean caleb is the clear favorite to win the heisman
1: i think it looks like it you know because you know i thought the other guy that really deserves mentioning is uh the, the running back from michigan quorum mm, Blake quorum um, yeah and, and he got hurt and and so that that affects you know his campaign so we'll, we'll see uh but it looking like we're getting another uh, heisman trophy so that's exciting
0: yeah unofficially would be the eighth in school history can, can we just talk about that for a second? I mean, you can sanction programs, you can take away scholarships, you know, take away uh, eligibility for the playoffs, for bowl games, whatever. But I don't get how college football could just act like Reggie Bush didn't win the Heisman.
1: The same way they act like we didn't, you know, win the outright national championship. We forfeited that game too. Whatever.
0: Uh, My goodness. To me, it's just when you vacate. I mean, I look, you know, I grew up a Penn State fan, right? So I look at Joe Paterno and, you know, all the unfortunate crap that happened there with Sandusky. But it, it's like again, take away scholarships, take away eligibility. You're gonna pretend those wins didn't happen. It, it makes well, no sense.
1: You know, I mean, I, I I didn't care so much that they took away our wins, they vacated because it, it happened, right? We we won, everybody saw it. Uh, yeah. I did care that they took away Reggie's Heisman, and I did care that they penalized the kids that weren't there. Like you know, the the kids that, that were coming in as as uh, you know recruiting class. And then they get hit with sanctions. That's like, okay, well now, you know, and back then you couldn't just hit the transfer portal, like, right. you know, that that's, what's crazy. Like they were getting penalized for something they were not even a part of. And so it didn't make sense to me, um, you know, but you know, we got left out of the BCS. So that shit didn't make sense to me either. You know, back then. <laughs> so yeah. I can't wait for the 12 game playoff where we, you know, we don't have to hear anybody complain because If you're sitting at 13, you probably have two or three losses, maybe even four. And I just just shut up. Just go (laughs) home. Just go home. Have a good new year and watch everybody else play for the championship.
0: I'm with you, man. I mean, the fact that you guys could be 12 and one and be a a power five conference champ. And some people are saying, oh, well, if LSU goes and beats Georgia, I know, uh, give me a break. It's ridiculous. It really is.
1: Ohio state and Michigan got to play. And then, so perfect world, you know, one of them loses, uh, preferably the, the lower ranked, which is what three, Michigan, they lose Ohio state goes and it's not going to happen, but they're going to, they lose the big 10 and then TCU, man, like, They've been in a lot of close games, and it, I think it's just a matter of time before they lose one of those close games. And I, I don't know who who would they play in the Big Twelve. Do you know for the uh, if
0: Kansas State wins, they'd play Kansas State. If Kansas State loses and Texas wins, you get a rematch of that game.
1: I, I could see either one of those teams. Well, I don't think Martinez isn't
0: healthy, is he? I don't think he's, he's no, he's not. No. So I, and if they Quinn rematch- Quinn Ewers, by the way, has kind of sucked. Uh for the second it's, half of the year.
1: It's been roughly.
0: Yeah. You, you um, know, all the guys that believe, by the way, are like, there's three Texas alum that I work with every day that, that oh, are gonna know it? I said this. And I mean, but they'll be the first to say it. Quinn Ewers just, he's not that guy.
1: You know, I, this is first year, right? So yeah. I've seen a lot of guys make great strides, you know, going into year two. Um but
0: Got Arch Manning on his heels. I,
1: that's that's the thing that is, you know, coming. Was that next year? Is I he, believe so. Oh shit. Oh, man. Well, Quinn, if you're listening, go out and, and beat TCU for me and for yourself. And uh, and that way you can keep that job, too.
0: By the way, you know who TCU's offensive coordinator is, right? No, who? That's Garrett Riley, Lincoln's brother. Is it really? But so you've got a chance for the Riley brothers to both potentially, if, if some cards fall the right way, both be in the playoff.
1: That'd be wild. I didn't know. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, that, that's crazy. Uh, to me, it, to me, it's the reason why Max Duggins had a career year at quarterback, the senior for them. It, to me, I mean, you know, that those Rileys, you know, Lincoln's obviously is the head coach, but he's still the play caller at SC. Those guys have offensive minds like none other.
1: Bro, TCU has always had ball players, though. They've always been tough with with Patterson. Uh, you know the Red I, Rocket. I, I yeah, I played with um, uh David Hawthorne, uh undrafted free agent, guy should have been drafted, played 10 years in the league, savage. Um yeah, they've always had – and then they had Daryl Washington, Tank Carter. Uh, Ladanian. Phillips. Yeah, well, that, that's going back even further. Yeah, uh, MVP of the league. I mean, <laughs> is that good? No biggie. <laughs> um, So, yeah, they've always had ball players, but um, it, it's cool to see, you know, they're tough. They always just have tough kids. And so, um, yeah, you let them in the playoffs, man. Watch out.
0: Fun stuff, man. Best time of the year for college football. Great time of the year for the NFL, too former Seahawk, all-pro linebacker, former USC Trojan legend. Well, I guess you're still a legend. Lofa Tatupu, my man, thanks so much for joining the show.
1: Yeah, we see you're the man. I appreciate you, brother.
0: We'll be back with my best bets on this episode of Serralo Sports Talk. All right, back here on Serralo Sports Talk with me, Joe Serralo. As always, incredible stuff from my man Lofa Tatupu. Got to it all Thanksgiving, his USC Trojans, his Seattle Seahawks. Just anytime that guy comes on the show, it's a blast, especially when it's the podcast, not the national radio show, and you get to be a little looser, be a little unfiltered, and be yourself. But in spirit of doing things a little differently, not having a national radio show to worry about, just doing the pod, I'm going to close out with a few bets, right? Thanksgiving is tomorrow. I'm in the spirit of giving, and so I'm not just giving a best bet. I'm not just giving my Seralo pick six. I'm giving fifth. 15 bets that I've got for the weekend and I guarantee at least 10 of these 15 are gonna hit so we're gonna go in order and we're gonna hit it hard we're starting off with Thanksgiving the early game give me the Detroit Lions plus nine and a half plus ten shop around wherever you get this line the Lions this year six and three against the spread as underdogs three and one against the spread at home three and one against the spread as dogs of four Or more points, give me the Lions plus 9.5 plus 10 to start off Thanksgiving. How about the night game? Going to skip the Giants and the Cowboys. Go right into the Patriots plus two and a half. Love New England here. They've covered in six of their last seven. They've covered three straight on the road. And the Minnesota Vikings are just one and three against the spread when they are not in that coveted Kirk Cousins 1 p.m. Eastern time slot. When they're not mixed in with eight, nine, ten other games, the Vikings don't handle the pressure. Just one and three against the spread out of that time slot. Give me the piping hot Patriots. We're going to move to college football because we've got a game on Friday that I love, and that is the University of North Carolina. Minus six and a half against NC State, UNC had a huge Huge, letdown, awful game last week in that loss to Georgia Tech. Well, NC State now in this rivalry matchup. The Wolfpack are just 0-3 against the spread as a road underdog this year. Give me the Tar Heels to win this one by 7 or more. Drake May has still not lost hope on that Heisman campaign. Right now, he's my runner-up to Caleb Williams. I think he's going to ball for the Tar Heels, minus 6.5. Sticking with the ACC, a little ACC-SEC regional rivalry. The Louisville Cardinals, plus 3 at the University of Kentucky. Look, Louisville has won four of their last five and they've won all four of those games by 14 or more points. They are three and two against the spread this year as underdogs and the University of Kentucky has been favored in five games this year. Both of their first two against Miami, Ohio and Youngstown State, they covered them both. Since then... 0 3 against the spread when the University of Kentucky are favored and just 1 2 straight up in such games. I like Louisville plus the three. I think they win it outright. How about Conference USA? Louisiana Tech is a 17 and a half point home dog against UAB. Give me Louisiana Tech plus 17 and a half. They are 4 0 against the spread at home, 2 0 against the spread as home dogs, and UAB. 0-5 0-5 against the number as the road team and 0-3 against the number as a road favorite. 17 and a half. That's a lot of wood to lay. Give me Louisiana Tech plus 17 and a half. Couple of Mountain West matchups for you. The Wyoming Cowboys. 15 point dogs at Fresno State. Well, as, a, as an underdog this year, Wyoming 4-2 against the spread. Fresno State just 2-3 against the number at home and just 1-3 against the number as a home favorite. Both of these teams are 7-4. Give me Wyoming. In this matchup. And how about Hawaii? The Rainbow Warriors. 15-point underdogs as well at San Jose State. Well, Hawaii, they might just be three and nine on the year. They're eight and four against the spread, seven and four against the number as a dog, three and two as a road dog. San Jose State, just three and five as a favorite this year, just two and three against the spread at home, and just two and five against the number in conference play. Hawaii six and one against the number in Mountain West conference play that's seven we've got eight more to go LSU the LSU Tigers the Bayou Bengals minus 10 in their rivalry game at Texas A&M this season could not have gone any worse for Texas A&M give me LSU minus 10 to be the exclamation point at the end of it there's seven and four against the number Texas A&M is just three seven and one against the number just one four and one against the number at home give me LSU in this one to win by double digits and For our final standalone college football game, Coastal Carolina, a 9-1 team, the Chanticleers are 14-point underdogs at James Madison. That's ridiculous. Give me Coastal Carolina, plus 14 at James Madison in this one. They are 2-0, by the way, the Chanticleers, as underdogs against the spread on the season. They're going to keep this one closer than the Dukes expect. And before we get to the NFL... For my 10th play, we're two-thirds of the way there, or I should say before we get to Sunday's NFL slate, we've already hit two of the Thanksgiving games, a little college football teaser action because I love a good tease. Give me North Carolina down six points to a half point and Ohio State down from minus seven and a half to minus one and a half. The Buckeyes are going to avenge last year's loss in the game at Michigan. This time it's in Columbus. So North Carolina minus a half point, Ohio State minus one and a half. It's your two-team six-point standard teaser. Go cash it in got five more to go. The 11th pick out of 15. We're back to the NFL. We're on to Sunday now, folks. The Baltimore Ravens minus four in Jacksonville. Look, all seven of Jacksonville's losses this year have come by four or more points. Six of the seven have come by more than four. Meanwhile, Baltimore is four and one against the spread on the road. In fact, all four of the Ravens covers this year have come on the road. And in seven of their wins this season, Five of them have come by five or more points. Give me Lamar Jackson returning to the state of Florida where he's from. Give me the Ravens minus four. On to what I think is the game of the week. The Cincinnati Bengals are two point road favorites in Nashville at the Titans, a Tennessee Titan team that started the year both 0-2 straight up and 0-2 against the spread. Since then, Mike Vrabel's Titans are 7-1 and straight up, 8-0 and against the number. I've bet on them every week since week three, and that ain't stopping now, folks. Give me the Titans in this one. Under Vrabel, since 2018, they have covered 64% of their games. It's the seventh best clip in the National Football League. They ha- or rather, I should say 54.5% of their games. Seventh best clip in the NFL. They've covered 63% of their games as a dog. It's the sixth best clip and 64% of their games as a home dog. Nine and five against the spread as a home dog under Vrabel. That's also the seventh best mark in the National Football League. Titans plus two, Titans money line. In this one, couple more NFL games to go. The Chargers minus three. This was minus four and a half earlier in the week. Now they are three point favorites in Arizona. This Chargers team on the road this year five and zero oh against the spread. They're seven and three against the spread total. Five and five straight up. But on the road, they are five and zero oh against the spread. Arizona. I know that they're well known for being a great covering team as underdogs under Cliff Kingsbury. Well, that's actually as road. Underdogs. Under Kingsbury, the Cardinals are just 11-18 against the spread at home. That's a 38% clip. Good for fifth worst in the NFL over the last three and a half years. They're also just 6-6 six and six against the number as home dogs. That's way down from their 60-something percent cover clip as underdogs. As a home dog, just 50-50. I'm riding with the Chargers. 5-0 against the number on the road. Doesn't lie, folks. Two more picks. That's it. We're down to two more. One standalone, one teaser. And the last standalone pick is Sunday Night Football. Give me the Packers, plus seven at Lincoln Financial against the Eagles. Look, Green Bay, they lost opening day as a dog to Minnesota. Since then, they've been underdogs three times. They've covered all three. This Philadelphia team cannot stop the run. Green Bay has one of the league's best, I think the league's most underrated running back in Aaron jones philadelphia also as favorites of six or more points this year just three and four against the spread and they have failed to cover three straight contests including the last two weeks against indianapolis and or i should say the last three weeks against houston washington and then indianapolis as favorites of six or more give me the pack to keep it close and then finally the last bet the 15th and final play of the week it's an nfl teaser it's another six pointer two teamers standard tease. chiefs minus nine and a half. They're up to 15 and a half point favorites against the Rams. We don't know who's playing quarterback. Matt Stafford might be shut down for the year. John Wolford's injured. They just signed undrafted free agent Bryce Perkins out of the University of Virginia a couple years ago. So Patrick Mahomes, Bryce Perkins, give me the Chiefs by double digits, taking them down to nine and a half, taking my Tennessee Titans, who I've already got plus two, money line, and now plus eight, pairing them with the Kansas City Chiefs in this teaser. And just like that, this episode of Soralo Sports Talk is up. It's over. It's out of here. We spent a half hour with Lofa and 10 minutes with the best bets in the biz. Guys, I'll see you next week for episode 90. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.